0: Hello, fans of the beautiful game. Welcome to episode 7 of the DKB Footy Show. And it's so sad to say this, but the World Cup is officially over, with France being crowned world champions. And um, let's get straight to the match. It was quite a good match. It was a very entertaining match, one of the more entertaining um, World Cup finals that um, we've ever seen. Um, France ended up winning the match four goals to two. But in all honesty, in my opinion, that was not the true story of um, how the whole match went. Um, the match started out with um, Croatia really being on top. They um, dominated the majority of the match, despite um, not being ahead at any point in time in the game. Um, the first goal from... Uh, the own goal from Manzukic was really, really unlucky. Um, ...for Croatia to concede. They had been playing some decent footballs... ...creating some really good chances. And then the free kick came... ...which in my opinion was not a free kick... ...because um, Griezmann... Um, ...I think he did a dive for that foul. But he took the free kick... ...and unlucky for Mazzucic... ...he hit his head. He was trying to clear the ball... ...but it um, diverted into his own net... And that was a huge setback, but it didn't deter Croatia. They kept on playing well. They kept on creating chances, dominating the possession. It looked like France was um, quite happy to sit back. But at the same time, while they were sitting there, the defense just looked quite vulnerable at times. But um yeah, so Croatia kept on creating chances and eventually they got the goal from... Ivan Perisic and that was a beautiful finish with the left foot. Um he took it on his right foot, cut um to the left and then finished it with a sublime shot to the right hand um corner of the goal. Yoris had no chance and it was a very well deserved um equalizer. But then a few minutes later, a moment of um madness I would say, where um the same Ivan Perisic who scored the goal, um, did a handball and good old v- VAR was there to tell the referee to go and review the goal, to re- review the, the handball um, decision. And he did that. He spent at least three minutes um, reviewing the call and he watched it in slow motion in um, regular time he ended up giving the penalty, which um, Antoine Griezmann slotted home nicely. In my opinion, I don't think it was a penalty. It was definitely a 50-50 call. But in my honest opinion, I don't think it was a penalty because um, what was Perisic going to do when the ball hit his hand? There was There wasn't enough time for him to lift his hand and move it out of the way. It was not really in an unnatural position. I mean, he was jumping up in the air, and if you're jumping in the air, there's nowhere your hands are going to be at your sides. So also, there was um a player in front of him. I believe it was either Matuidi or Untiti. I can't really remember, but it looked like that French player in front was going to get the header, but the ball um grazed the top of his head, and I think that off puts. Um, Perisic a bit and that's the reason why he wasn't able to get his hand out of the way and also when the referee was reviewing the call he watched it both in slow motion and in regular time and we all know that everything in slow motion looks far worse regular time you can really see that there wasn't enough time for the player to get his hand out of the way but in slow motion it looks like um, Perisic left his hand there for a long time and then um it hit him and he could have got his hand out of the way, which wasn't the case. And the referee was definitely not sure about the decision. And this is the issue with um with penalty decisions. It's really not clear cut um the definition of a handball in the box. Some say that it has to be intentional, while others say that the hand um as long as your hand is, is in an unnatural position, it should be a handball. Um, In this case, it was definitely not intentional. And um, his hand was relatively natural considering the fact that he was jumping up in the air. But the referee still gave it and he wasn't sure. In my opinion, if it's not sure, I don't think the referee should give the penalty, especially in such a crucial match in the final of the World Cup. I think if you're unsure about the decision, just let the um game carry on instead of giving such a vital call that um, definitely swayed the match back in France's favour. But yeah, I guess he um, made the call, gave the penalty, and Griezmann slotted home quite nicely. And after that, Croatia still kept on dominating the match. They still kept on creating most of the chances they completely dominated that first half but had nothing to show for it. They ended the first half um two, two goals to one. They were losing. And um. it has to be said that France was also really poor in that first half. They created barely any chances. They had zero shots on targets and ended the first half with two goals. Well, I think that's just the irony of football at times. It can be a very, very cruel game. The second half came... Same thing as the first half. Croatia was dominating, creating chances. Every time they took a set piece from a corner or a free kick, it looked like they could score. It was very poor finishing. They missed a lot of headers in the box. France's defense just could not deal with any of the balls that were coming in. But a moment of magic from Paul Pogba. He gave that um pass where he sliced the ball with his outside foot to Mbappe. And um, he was on hand to run up the pitch and get the ball and finish it. His first shot was um, deflected by a defender. It came back to him, luckily, but then he gave a beautiful left-footed finish. And I think at this point, this was where Croatia just um, gave up the goose. It was just too much for them after dominating the match um, and losing 3-1, I think they were just deflated. They had nothing, no answer to that anymore. And um, eventually when Mbappe made it 4-1 with that beautiful um, shot from outside the box, it was well and truly over. And um, France were just smooth sailing. It looked like they could even go on to win the game by like five or six goals. But then um Hugo Loris with his own moment of madness as well, where he tried to dribble um a defender instead of just clearing the ball or passing the ball back to a French defender. And Mandzukic was able to um put his leg and luckily he got the deflection and the ball went into the net. But after that, um Croatia really did not create any more chances. It was still um all France. And um, yeah, France ended up winning the match. They um, won the World Cup for the second time in their history. And all in all, I would say, I would, I would give them credit. I think they deserved the win. Even though they were not the better team for the majority of the match, they still um, showed their quality. They still showed um, the individual quality that I have been talking about in previous episodes. I said that um, even though, as a team, they were not really the um, most cohesive units, they always had individual talents who could um, hurt any defense at any point in time in the match. And definitely this is what happened with um, Mbappe and Pogba. They both had incredible games and um, France definitely um, kudos to them. They deserve to win it. Um, if you look at the whole totality of the whole tournament from start to finish, I would say yeah they were worthy winners they kept on going from strength to strength in every single stage in the um tournament the group stages they were quite average but they got the wins and um against Argentina which was arguably the most entertaining game they played they played very well they beat them deservedly so against Belgium they um dominated that match. They didn't give Belgium too many chances. They won the match and in the final the same story. And um it's worthy to note that they were only behind for a total of 11 minutes throughout the whole competition, which is quite impressive. So I think it's a testament to Didier Deschamps' um defensive um planning. He's a very good defensive coach and he has won his um country the world cup both as a player and as a coach and i believe he is just the third or fourth player in history to win it both as a coach and a player um congratulations to them congratulations to the french team very very well deserved win um but i feel for um croatia i think they really played that match with a lot of heart until they conceded the third goal and it was just over i think with um a little bit better quality finishing, they definitely um, would have had a chance in this match. The scoreline was not reflective at all of the way the whole match went. But I think they deserve a lot of credit for even getting this far. Nobody expected them to get to the final, but they played with a lot of determination, a lot of heart, with a lot of grit. They played 120 matches in every single knockout game um, apart from the final and um yeah they've definitely done the country proud and yeah it was a good final good match um the third place match was also played um the previous day between belgium and england this one ended um 2-0 to belgium very well deserved win they completely dominated the match they could have even beaten england by more than two goals they were just way too good for England. I'm not going to dwell too much on this match because, honestly, I'm not really a fan of third place and playoffs. I don't think any of the teams really even wanted to play the match. Um, I think it's something that could get scrapped off in the future World Cups and I wouldn't have an issue with it. But, yeah, the Belgium dominated the match. They won it by two goals. England was just not... um, They just didn't step up to the plate at all. They were quite poor. Um, but I'm not really surprised because we all know Belgium has way more quality than England does. England was quite fortunate to get um this far in the tournaments, and they also did their country very proud by even reaching the semifinals, which nobody expected. Um, but yeah, they just came against a better team, and they lost. No shame in that. Um, it's good for Belgium, though, for them to have gotten this third-place um, medal. Considering this is their golden generation, um, this was their best World Cup finish in history. And I think the um, Belgian people were very, very happy with their team's performance. I give credit to Roberto Martinez. He really showed the attacking potential of this team, which um, everybody had been yearning to see for for all these years. This was the first tournament where they actually played up to their potential. Um in a another in another day they could have even maybe reached the final, but they didn't. They got third place, deservedly so, and um kudos to them. Um let's talk a little bit about the um individual player awards as well. Um Harry Kane ended up winning the golden um boots. Even though he didn't have a really impressive tournament either, I think all of his goals came in the group stages, with the exception of one, in the knock in the knockout round. Um, but yeah, I guess that just goes to show um the quality that he has. Even though he didn't have his best tournament, he still came up with six goals, and one can only imagine how many goals he could have scored if he actually did have a good tournament. So congratulations to Harry Kane. I know he'll be very proud of it. He is somebody who is very fixated on winning individual awards as well. He reminds me a lot of um, Cristiano Ronaldo's determination to um really break records, win individual awards, and um, more grease to his elbow. I can only see him doing more of this in the years to come for either Spurs, which I, yeah, he'll be staying with Spurs for this season, but um, maybe we're even in a bigger club in the future. There's definitely no limit to this guy's potential so far. He's just an excellent striker, arguably the best number nine in in Europe right now, and yeah, good for him. Um, Kylian Mbappe won the um best young player award, and I don't think anybody can really have any arguments against that. He was even a runner for the Golden Ball um as well, but um. He got the young player of the year award and of the tournament award, sorry. And deservedly so. He was just excellent throughout the whole match, especially in the knockout rounds. He was definitely France's standout player. And um at this age, I cannot imagine how good he's going to get in the future. I can only see him getting better and better and better. It's going to be interesting this season when he gets back to PSG considering the fact that Neymar had a disappointing World Cup and he's going to return as a World Cup champion in playing in Paris, in the country where um he won the World Cup for. So it's going to be interesting, the whole dynamic of the locker room and who the players are going to look up to now. Let's see if um, Neymar is still going to be able to call the shots the way he did and have the same arrogant disposition that he did last season. It's gonna be interesting to see because now he's definitely gonna feel like he doesn't have as much power as he did. Because um if anything goes wrong, everybody's going to um just look towards Mbappe to be the one to um lift the team up. So it's gonna be interesting to watch um PSG next season considering um this. And um Luca Modric won the Golden Ball Award. Um some people say it was quite a political decision because um, because of the fact that it was so easy to just give Mbappe the Young Player of the Year award and give Modric the Golden Ball award. But in my opinion, I think he definitely deserved it. He was so good for his country, instrumental. Um, He wasn't the only player who did well for his country. You can um, shout out to Manzukic and Ivan Perisic and um, Rakitic as well. But Modric was just the best player on this team. Even though he only scored one goal, he was instrumental in the whole... Of the gameplay, he was so um, just such an orchestrator in that in the heart of the midfield of Croatia, and without him, I don't think they would have even gotten half as far as they went. So fully deserved for Luka Modric. I'm a huge fan of his, as I've said. Um, after winning the Champions League, he comes on and he wins the Golden Ball for um, the World Cup. And that's interesting. Let's see. I think he definitely has even has a shot now of winning the Ballon d'Or. Um, now with Cristiano Ronaldo gone from Real Madrid, the Madrid um press is definitely going to be highly in favor of um Madrid winning the Ballon d'Or award. But that's still a few months from now. So let's see how he plays in the coming season. But yeah, so the World Cup is over. It saddens me to say that, but. I can't say I was disappointing with, with the whole tournament in general. It was a very entertaining World Cup. Um, only one goalless match in the whole tournament, which I believe is a record as well. Um, there were so many storylines, so many goals, so many shocks, so many excellent goals as well. Um, and this is definitely going to um, live in my memory and hopefully in all of your memories for a very, very long time. This was very entertaining um all the way from the group stage up until the final. So unpredictable as well. Um a lot of the established teams did not go as far as they usually did in prior World Cups. And I was highly entertained. Um Ro- Russia hosted a very good tournament. There was no issue with um any off field violence. Um there were a lot of threats of violence before the tournament started, but and it went very smoothly for everybody and um yeah it was very peaceful hosted very well there were a few incidences of racism and sexism but um it can only get better in football from now i believe um so yeah it was a very good world cup and i'm happy to have witnessed it uh so yeah let's um talk a little bit about um transfers now that the world cup is over um clubs have um come together for pre-season matches in the International Champions Cup as um well as other um season matches in other parts of, of the world. A lot of um top clubs are going to be in Australia, China and the US. And we've got some pretty entertaining matches coming up in the International Champions Cup. Some have already started. Um and I'm definitely going to be watching them. Uh, I think um the likes of Juventus, Real Madrid, uh, Manchester United are all going to be in, in the U.S. China, um, Chelsea is playing in Australia, and I'm not sure about the other clubs, but um, Manchester City as well. I think I believe are in the U.S. They played against um, Borussia Dortmund. I think they they lost one 0 Um, it was the first match for Riyad Mahrez, their new um signing, who had a very good game. It was a very entertaining match. Um well, especially for him. And it's going to be interesting, as I said earlier. I think he has a very good chance to stake his claim for a starting spot in the coming season, considering the fact that Sterling is not going to play most of the preseason. So he has a chance to really put himself up there and take over the um starting role on the right hand side of the of the um wing. Um. Also, there have been a few interesting um transfer rumors. Um, Liverpool has signed um the goalkeeper Alisson from Roma for a world record fee for a goalkeeper, very expensive signing, but um I think worth it considering the transfer market today, and considering the um, shambolic display of Loris Karius during um the Champions League final. Last season, I think Liverpool definitely needed a new goalkeeper and they've gotten their man now and they definitely look very well poised to um, mount a title challenge in the upcoming season. It's going to be very tough between um, them and man- Manchester City, in my opinion, but um Liverpool has just made some excellent signings. um A lot of signings who also didn't play in the World Cup. We're talking about the likes of Nabi Keita and Fabinho, who both... Um, did not play in the World Cup, and so are going to be fresh and ready to go. Um, it's going to be interesting to watch how how they play. I think they're going to be very exciting to watch. And um, they're definitely going to be one of the favourites, I think the favourites to win the Premier League next season, in my opinion. And also, um, it was a very interesting um, what Jurgen Klopp had to say considering the fact that he had spent so much money in the transfer window this season and and um, during um, the midway points of last season, um, a lot of people um, gave him a lot of flack for what he said after um, two years ago when Manchester United signed Paul Pogba. He had um, been one of the people who came out to say that it was ridiculous to pay so much money for him and saying that he would never spend that much and fast forward two years later, and he has spent a world record fee for a defender and a world record fee for a goalkeeper in the space of just a season or half a season even. And um, kudos to him, fair play. He came out and said that he takes back those comments that he had no idea that the transfer window was going to become as crazy as, as it has begun, become right now. And he said that he's not going to allow um his stubbornness to not allow him to sign players that he wants and that he thinks are going to improve the team. So fair play to him. At least he admitted it. He admitted that he was wrong to make that comment. And it's a lot more than I can say for other coaches who would be asked the same question. But yeah, um, other transfers. Um, So Sarri, yes, he has been confirmed as Chelsea manager. And he came on with Jorginho. And... um. He's going to have a really tough time holding on to his established players in the team. The likes of Hazard and Cotua are both heavily linked to moves to Real Madrid. It's um in the previous week it looked like Coutua was all but a done deal, but um a lot of talks have stalled. I haven't really seen a lot of updates considering that move. Um but I still think he's going to end up going to Real Madrid because Real Madrid has been looking for a keeper to replace um Keylor Navas for only God knows why, in my opinion. Keylor Navas is an excellent goalkeeper. But I think that's just the Real Madrid way, always looking to improve upon what they have. And yeah, they're about to get Thibaut Couture, who, um, yeah, maybe he is a better goalkeeper than Keylor Navas. Certainly not in the past season, though. But maybe in the previous seasons he has been better, and considering he's a younger um player as well, it might be a good signing for Real Madrid. And also Eden Hazard, um, he looks poised for a big money move. Even though Chelsea seems adamant that they're not going to allow him to leave, for no matter what transfer fee, I think they um Real Madrid even offered close to like a hundred and fifty million or something like that, but Chelsea has um refused any offers they are adamant that they're not going to sell him but in my opinion i think it's time for him to leave the club and go to a bigger club and win something significant at club level like the champions league um he has given chelsea six fruitful years he has won two two league titles he has been a very entertaining player for them and i would not hold anything against him. I don't think any Chelsea fans should hold anything against him if he decides to move to Real Madrid. But who knows, he could still end up staying because he does seem quite loyal to Chelsea. He likes the club. And I'm sure Chelsea is going to offer him a huge bump in his um, wages if he decides to stay on for the new season. And also, who knows, maybe Sari could convince him to stay because I know he was very uncertain because of the fact that they didn't know who their manager was going to be. So now with Sari signed, maybe he could be convinced to stay. But in my opinion, I think he should leave and I think he will go to Real Madrid. And also, um William has um been linked to a move to Barcelona. Seems that Barcelona has um just gotten their third offer for him rejected. They made an offer of about sixty five million euros to Chelsea for William and they rejected it again, which is very um interesting. Um I guess um Sarri has um William in his plans for next season. They think that he's a critical part of their team. Um I think in my opinion he was a bit past player last season. He did play well whenever he came on, but his um his chances were few and far between. And um come on 65 million euros even in this transfer market that is still a lot for William considering his age and considering his ceiling as a in terms of talent. I think um they should let him go, in my opinion, because they'll be able to reinvest that money in signing another player. But who knows? Maybe it's because there's only about two weeks left in the transfer window before the new season starts. So they don't want to let him go without the uncertainty of who they're going to replace him with. Um, so, yeah, I'm still going to keep on monitoring that decision. I don't know if he's going to eventually leave or stay. So it's going to be interesting to watch. Um. And yeah, speaking um, more about Barcelona transfer rumours, it seems that um, they are trying to hijack the signing of Malcolm from the winger, Brazilian winger from Bordeaux. It seemed that he was already um, on his way to seal a deal with Roma. The two clubs had reached an agreement um, for 32 million euros. Um, and he, was already, um, he already booked a flight to Rome. But then in a last-ditch effort from Barcelona um, to sign him, they contacted Roma and it seems that they give, gave a higher offer and Roma is willing to accept that offer. So his travel plans have been cancelled and it looks like he's on his way to Barcelona right now. And which is just a hilarious story, in my opinion, quite ridiculous. um, But yeah, Barcelona is about to hijack that deal. Um, I personally don't know so much about him, but he seems to be a very exciting prospect from Brazil. He seems to have been lighting up Bordeaux for the past two seasons. I know in the previous um, transfer window, he was also linked to a move away from Bordeaux. He was linked to the likes of Man United. And um, this season, he's definitely he's on his way out. And it looks like he's going to go to Barcelona, which is very interesting. Um, yeah, let's... Keep on monitoring that story and see how it ends up, but for now it seems like Barcelona has hijacked that deal from AS Roma. Um, Also another rumor uh, is about Arturo Vidal. He seems to be linked to Manchester United. Um, Bayern seem to be in a um, selling phase right now where they are um, reshuffling the squad and getting in fresh, fresh legs and selling the older players. And Vidal seems to be one of the players who the um, new coach, Nico Kovac, is willing to sell. He, um, At the age of 31, he might be surplus to requirements in, Bas- in Bayern Munich, considering they just signed Leon Goretzka and still have the likes of um, Javier Martinez and Thiago Alcantara. So, yeah, he's being linked to Manchester United. The links so far are not so strong. But it definitely could gain some traction in the coming weeks. I know Mourinho would definitely be interested in getting a player such as Arturo Vidal, who is such a tenacious midfielder, box to box, good with the ball at his feet. He's goal scoring threats, a hard tackler, and would definitely suit Mourinho's game a lot. So let's see if that transfer rumor gains more heat. And also, I'd like to talk a little bit about Gareth Bale. It seems that he's going to be staying at Real Madrid. Um, it seemed all but sure that he was going to leave after his own comments at the end of the Champions League final, um, a few months back. But now, with um Julian Lopetegui um in charge and Zidane out, it seems that um Lopetegui has told Bale that he is firmly part of his plans and he should stay. Um, if Bale would was to leave. Um, his most likely def- destination would be either Manchester United or Bayern. Um, with Manchester United definitely having more uh, money to spend, would be more willing to um increase his wages and ensure him of a starting role in the team. Um, I know definitely Mourinho would be interested in signing him. So let's see, but it seems as though he's staying for now. Um which is um quite unfortunate, it's quite sad for me. Being a Manchester United fan, I'd love to see Gareth Bale and Alexis Sanchez on the two wings for us next season. But yeah, so I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. Maybe um, there will be a U-turn and he'll eventually um decide to leave. Maybe, let's see, maybe if Real Madrid is able to sign Hazard and another player, then they'll be more willing to let um, Gareth Bale leave. And yeah, there's been another um recent um controversial story coming up regarding Mesut Ozil who um has just um decided to retire from international football playing for Germany. Um the player who won a World Cup for Germany, he felt really alienated by his um country in the build up to this World Cup, if any of you remember. Um in the Month leading up to the World Cup, he and um Gundogan took a picture with the Turkish president um Recep Tayyip Erdogan, who has been in the news for a lot of negative reasons lately. Um, he has um been known to really be a bit of a dictator in his country. He has gotten a lot of um renewed powers in the country, um a lot more absolute power than he had. Um, when he first came into power, and this has not really um, seated well with a lot of um members of the media, and German um the German media seeing Özil and Gundogan, who are both of Turkish heritage, taking a photo with him, they felt that that was a bit um a bit wrong, considering the fact that they represented Germany. And they thought that it was unpatriotic of them to take a picture with the Turkish president. And Ozil never really um, made any comments um, about this up until this point. I know Gundogan came out and apologized and said that he'd like to move on. But Ozil never made so much as a comment. He just went on with his game. And he had a very disappointing World Cup. He was even benched for, I think, the last two games. And um, not only he had a bad World Cup, but the whole German squad had a bad World Cup. And I guess maybe it, ro- it robbed him the wrong way, the amount of criticism that he got from the media. And he just could not um keep silence anymore. So he broke his silence and has said that he has been treated very unfairly. Um, He felt that he had been treated in a racist manner. He felt that because of the fact that the team did not do well, all of a sudden... He was being looked at as an immigrant instead of as a um full fledged, full blooded German um citizen. And so he has decided to um leave the national team. And I don't know, it's a very touchy subject in my opinion. Um honestly I don't really like like to see football and politics mixed together. I think the German media should have just left the case. They shouldn't have um really painted him in a bad in a bad way considering the fact that he just took a harmless photo it wasn't like it was a um an endorsement or anything he didn't come out to really say that he was proud of the russia of the turkish president or anything he just took a harmless picture and i think there shouldn't have been a media storm resulting from this i don't like to see football and um politics mixed as i just said and i think the the media should also follow suits. i don't See the reason why I never saw it as a good reason for them to have, um, made it a big deal. And yeah, and this has been the result. It's quite sad to see him retire after so much success with the German team. He's a four-time German player of the year, um, award winner. And for him to leave like this in such a, an unhappy way, and um, it's really quite sad. It saddens me to see that. And, um... Um. Let's see if he I I don't know if he's going to reverse his decision Maybe he's going to get uh, an apology From someone in the German media But it doesn't seem like that um, I know the, um, the Bayern Munich president Uluhones also came out to say that um, Ozo had been shit For the past few years And he had no issue with him leaving And It's just been a very nasty story Which is unfortunate to see but yeah, Özil has decided to leave Germany, and he feels um very um hard done by, and this is a very sensitive time considering um there was a lot of um talk about even the French team being um made up of majority um players either who are immigrants or players whose parents were immigrants, and it was really nice nice to see the country unite even though for a short period of time. But it was good to see the country unite after um this match, after the country won the World Cup, and for Ozo to come out and talk about the same issue that had been plaguing the French team, um, it's quite sad to see. I really don't like to see. I think racism has no place in sports whatsoever. Um politics has no place in sports whatsoever. Any player who decides to um, take a picture with a president of any country should not be vilified by the media. I think it's harmless unless this player actually actively supports any known leader that is known for violating human rights and things like that. I don't think there was any need for the media to come out and um, really paint him in such a bad way. But what's done has been done. Let's see... Um, how the story continues to unfold. But yeah. Uh so I guess that's all I have for this um episode. I'm going to continue to um, monitor the transfer window. It should really start to kick on, especially with the um Premier League teams, considering that the Premier League is um going to be starting in on the 9th of August. And um they just recently voted to close the transfer window once the Premier League season starts. So I'm definitely expecting a lot of activity from Premier League teams over the coming weeks. So stay tuned, guys, and um, yeah, stay tuned for the next episode and take care. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye-bye.